0: Second, please. Okay, so I first want to apologize to everybody. At the end of the last week's shear, I realized that uh, my uh, speakers were off. And um, if anybody throughout this year tried asking any questions, Or any Ha'aris I didn't notice. So, my apologies. And uh, this week I made sure that my system is working. So, scream at me all that you'd like. Okay, so, Baruch Hashem. This is our final stretch of the series. Um, As we've been talking about kedushas Beisach Knesses. To what degree does a shul, how how does a shul need to be treated? We've discussed the sugias in Megillah at length. The different shittas in the Rishayim, the shittas in the Shochanarech, seems to follow the Chumra of Taisis, and the Rosh um, that a Tnai doesn't not, does not work even be um, certainly doesn't work be Yeshuvan only works la'acher Churva. Um, we mentioned over the past weeks that uh, the Taz and many other Achrenim are you know comfortable relying upon the middle shita of the Ramban and the Ran that had hadchak he could rely on the Tanai. <laughs> However, the Steichemed as we saw. So that Richard only uh, that should only be uh, applicable if you made it tonight when you moved into the show. If you don't know what happened in the show, he's Machmer and like many others are Mahmer for the mogen avram. That only in bavel could you assume there was a tonight done. Um, but other than that, if you don't know, you don't. You're not. You're not entitled to assume that there was a tonight whatsoever. The minig, as Rav pointed pointed on the tshuva that we saw last week, is almost to go like the most lenient opinion among the Rishanim, which is the and that is that it's nigh works, even be yeshuvan, and even shalay b'shaa sadhak. The Yerat said, obviously, serious uh, um, that may be up to, you know, there may not be any, any clear parameters to that, but definitely serious joking around um, would not be permitted in a shul, even the fishi tzrashi in the goyesha shri, but it would permit kiddushim. Um, but again, it's assuming that there was a t'nai. Um, Pashtus is is that uh, most folks can go like the Muggan Avram, although there is what to be semechan. Um It's it's just when you view it in this perspective, right, you're basically going all the way from the Shulchan Aruch and all the way assuming that there was a Tanai. If you made a Tanai, like the, like the Shalem Eshev did like we saw last week, so then, yesha milismach, at least the minig became, we saw the fascinating Ramoshas, Raya, and Rashi, and Shabbos, that minhagim can evolve into the halacham, and the minhagim could um, direct halacha, even if like it could veer it away from sholchanach, which is a fascinating concept. Um, obviously, the, the minig has to be relying upon the specific shitas, and that's what we've demonstrated, that there are shitas that you could rely on, you be on the so if that's where we would end, um, we would basically say we'll try to make a tnay in our show, Bez Hashem. And uh Tnai Bavel would allow us Bishas Hadchak certainly to be Sun Maybe the minig will allow us even to have Kedusham in it. But tonight we will see an unprecedented mahalach. Um, that's off quota as the, the Chaim Divrichaim. Chaim was the of Ruchaim Halberstam, who I am a proud, uh proud of. And uh, I was very excited to to really work on this tshuva, and I found to my surprise that uh, the tshuva that the Dibre Chaim writes about this topic opened up an entire uh, I want to call it a, a family dispute from a different ancestor of mine. I emailed this to my father and my brother. Like we never heard of this part of the family, um, meaning it's on it's my a different great 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 grandfather as um, of mine, and uh, the Dibre Chaim was not related to him, who's known as the Straten Rebbe. And uh, it's a fascinating tshuva. I would like to go through the tshuva tonight. Not all the tshuva is relevant to our discussion, but uh, this is really the last leg of discussion. So we wouldn't have enough material necessarily to make it all the way to 10 o'clock. So I figured, you know what? Let's take the advantage of reading this old tshuva because it's fascinating. There are fascinating aspects to this tshuva of the Divrachayim. Okay, so here we go. This is in Chelech Hoshim Mishpat, Chelech Beis, Simen Laman Beis. It's the last uh, third to last page of the second handout. Um, I don't want to spend time reading the question. The question is a quite long question. It's almost the whole entire first page. Um, I will speak out the question, uh, just a little convoluted. So here's the story. There was the great Stretan Rebbe, Rabbi three Brandwein, um, who had three sons. Avram was his bukhar. That was actually my great-grandfather. Um, Avram, and then there's Zanvil, and then there's Laser. Three sons. Rabbi Huda Tzvi dies, passes away. Ish and he has a base medrash. He has his chassidim, and he gives over his mantle to his oldest son, Rabbi Avram. Hashem, the chassidus flourishes, and uh, the base medrash where they where they're located is not big enough to hold. The, the, at least the Rebbe, the current Rebbe, the Rebbe Rom Brandwein, the second Strettener Rebbe, feels that they need to expand the base medrash. Problem is like this. When their father died, there was no set in stone star. They got together, they got the Besdin to start splitting up the assets, um, but nothing was ever concluded. There was no conclusive chalukah. So, when you don't have things in writing, it's a dangerous, dangerous thing. And the Shulchan Aruch tells us that whenever you make a deal with any Jew, no matter how from, how yasher he's known to be, you write a star. It's a very good thing to do. They didn't do it. Well, needless to say, Rabbi Avram wants to move ahead with renovations. He wants to expand the base members. Problem is, there's two younger brothers who are not the rabbis, They dove in there, but they're not the rabbis. They feel we shouldn't have to spend the money of the shul expanding this building. We're fine. It's fine the way it is. And the Rebbe says, the oldest brother says, No, it's not. When well, you may make it bigger. So what does he do? He goes and he puts pressure on one of his brothers, the youngest one, Reblazer. And Reblazer says, I know how to covet for my older brother, the Rebbe. Fine. I'll give him, you know, I'll 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 acquiesce. And he tells him that I'm going to, to, to allow you to build on my, my chalak, and they have two thirds of it. But at the same time that he does this and he gives over the rights to his brother to build, to expand the base of Medrash, he tells in front of Adam, and he even writes a shtar moidah that he doesn't really want to do this. I don't want to do this. Is, this is being done against my will. It's just my brother is putting pressure on me and COVID for my brother, you know. But I don't really want to do this. I'm not Mavatar on my chalak. Okay. So the rabbi says, fine, here we go. He disregards his second brother, the the second, the middle brother, Reb, Reb Zanvil, and Reb Zanvil's up in arms. He's not happy with this situation that they're expanding. They say he puts in like 6,000 kesef. I don't know how much money that was at the time. Sounds like a lot of money. Um, into renovations, and they renovate. And uh, sure enough, a few, a few years down the line, Reb Avram passes away. The second strittener passes away. Way, and he only has daughters, and his son-in-law Reb Uri becomes the third Rebbe, third Strettener Rebbe. Now, not all the family, if you know, familiar with this is not an easy thing to do. You give it to son-in-law when he has a younger brother, a Blazer. Reb Blazer is a very a Yid. The Divrei Chaim says everyone knows Reb Blazer. Before he died, he also had many people coming to him. You know, as a he feared ice oh, like a Rebbe almost. He wasn't he wasn't the official Strettener Rebbe, but he was a a Tzaddik. So Reblazer, the third son, he wants basically to be the Rebbe. And he's, he's saying, one second, why, why is the son-in-law of the Rebbe being the Rebbe? I, I mean, I, I should, I'm the brother. It goes next to me. We're going to see what the Divir Chaim says about Yerusha when it comes to Hasidus. Who, who's the next Rebbe? It's in this Juba. That's part of the part of the Machleikist. You can imagine this is like, we've heard of such, unfortunately, Machleikism in different sects of Hasidus today, but it's not a new thing. So, um, Reb Ze- then Reb Lazer dies, the third year younger brother who had written, you know, who allowed the route, allowed Reb Avram to build, to do renovations. He dies and uh, he leaves his son, Reb Nachim, comes and b'mal HaMakam, his father, and he says, I can't believe that, you know, we really are owed money from Reb Avram. Reb Avram died from his Yershim. We're owed money because at the end of the day, my father did, really did not, um, did not uh, agree to, to expanding. He did it against his will. And the shtar ma'idah that I have, it says it outright, that, he, that it was all against his own. So they came to the Deir Hayim and they said, what do we want to do? Reblazer's not around anymore. Reb Avram's not around anymore. The only brother left is the middle brother of Zanvil, who was always up in arms. Reb Avram's son of Uri wants to be the next Rabbi. Reblazer's son-in-law, Reblazer wanted to be the next Rebbe, but his son Remnakim says, This is never, I ne- my father never agreed to this. We are owed money. So it's two against one. Now they're coming with The son of Reblazer, the youngest brother, and Reb Zanvil, who's still alive. They're coming and they're asking for money from the the um the the Yerusha, the Yershim of of um of Rebbe Avram. Okay, so here's the Chuva, secondhand column. Second last paragraph. Chuva. Hine. Daverze the midrashim handor. bebeisam ain lahem din hamedrash. You may be wondering where is he going with this? You'll see where he's going. But first he wants to set the precedent. And this is where we really came for this chuva, is the beginning of this chuva. And he starts off by saying is that the pashtus, that all the the that we know that. that, that even today, and even uh, certainly Amal, where the Tzadiki Hadar would have a base Medrash in their, home, in their own homes that doesn't have Kedusha's Beis medrash. We also love Kedusha's Beis HaKnesses. Sheharei, what's the Raya? Anu royim, she mishtamisham by dvarim she'ain tamish be bebeis HaMedrash Sam. They're doing things in these shtiblach that are not appropriate for a normal shul. Afilu ayu deitnaimim kaimayim. Even if you would have made a tna, you still wouldn't be allowed to do it. And he's going to talk about, he says, he's, he's, look at his examples. They hold weddings in the chas, and they hold chasanas in the shul. There's a minigav of Maybe a far-brain a tish. The only tish I've ever been to was when the Vishnitzvot came to Toronto, and they did it in the shul, and they took over the show and mam's a tish. a mitzvah of a tish. Asher ein rishoyin Lasses came a base hamedrash. Haker you wouldn't be allowed to do that in a standard shul. Apparently, people would sleep the night in the batei midrashim of these tadikim. You're not allowed to sleep in a shul. And furthermore, there are other issues as well. And Maybe the yard side ticket and others, what, what gives them the right is Hasidim to host such events in their shoals? Achatam, the reason says that the Rikhayim, that Tsadium Boinim Rak Lashem Bezvad. When Sadiqim build their shuls, they're not building a shul. they're building a meeting hall. The Tamil for Tamil Khachim li kohel yachad to get together for have Simcha, Now I just want to say, make something, before we go, the Divrei Chaim, yes, he was a Hasidic Rebbe of the of the sons of Hasidus. He's quoted frequently by the Mishnah Beruah. He was a contemporary of the Mishnah Beruah. How many contemporaries are quoted in the Mishnah he was a, He was a true Baal You go through his tshubas, they're classic. They are. He's holding his guns. Shas, ve'arba chelke, shulchaner, Um So, yeah, he, he recognizes what Hasidus is, and at the same time he's holding very, very shtack and haloha. So he says, this is what they're doing. You know, they get together for Talmud The point of a shul for a base for a tzadikim he's going to the chassidim, by Rebis, this is a way of saying an Admar, is, uh, is, is, is for other things other than just davening. to host guests, v'chomash for whatever they need, They happen to also daven there. They never claimed, they never wanted to begin with that their shtiblach should have Kedusha Beis HaKneses. I heard this clearly. One specific Rebbe said when he built his base Medrash in his home, Asher Amar Bibnosu Shamasne When they're building it, he said with a clear stipulation, This is just a great, I don't want to call it a rec room. It's a place where everybody can get together and do whatever we need to do to to allow our chasidus to flourish. Even while the building is still up and running, you can use it for whatever you want. It never had it in the Kedusha's Beis HaKnesus. It never had it in the Kedusha's Beis to begin with. All the rabbis who have all their tishin and tikins and anything else that they do and then Purim Shbils, it's all done in Shul's. must be, says that the Rechaim, they don't have any Kedusha's Beis HaKnesus to begin with. Now, to tell a Chassid, that your has no kedusha is a dangerous thing. You know, kedusha, Tara, This is what they talk about. This is this is what they live for. So this says the uh, I, I have what to calm you down with. He says, We're gonna take it for what it's worth. I can't explain what he's gonna say in this paragraph, but he says, "Yeah, they they are Mechadish. they That the rebbe's bring kedusha to their batlay Midrashim. That is how the rebbe's do all their buildings and institutions. They give it kedusha. They infuse their buildings with kedusha to whatever degree they want. You know, whatever they feel is appropriate. Avolol based mitzvah. So, how do you classify such a show? It's not a base. It's not a base. So what is it? It has Kedusha. He says, it's like tashmishay Mitzvah. He says, the who Tafel. Tfila happens to be, we do that here too. velo alav hafilo Kedusha doesn't have Kedusha to the degree of, you know, tashmish Kedusha. It's tashmishay Mitzvah. Not a tashmishay Kedusha. K'mesha Ramban in the earlier sugya, which we didn't see, you're just building a house, a building. You are no Hag Bikdusha, but the building itself doesn't have Kedusha, it. it just has Tashmishay Mitzvah, which is a much lower level. It doesn't have Kedusha of what we've been talking about till now in the Sugi Megillah and Simon Kufdan Ali. It's not Negeia. He says, Unahid um Delonisyasid Klala Besaknasis wasn't built to be a shal. Unahid be piha ola nikramakim kadesh. People will refer to this location as oh it's a makam kadesh. The rebbe davins that the reb lives there. He says, Da fila bakam shame is paland there karayu but they tadikim lobase a medresh nikra gam makam kadesh. Even uh, places where people just dive in once in a while, khassidum call "Oh, shtik kadesh. It's called the Bakam Qadish. So you can call it a Makam Kandash, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it has Kedusha like a base aknesses. It has Kedusha to whatever degree the Tzaddik brings his Kedusha, his shefa, his Kedusha, however you want to call it. You know, it has that scent, that sanctity, but it doesn't have Dine Kedusha's Beisach whatsoever. Okay, so where's he going with this? In, in, in regard to this Din tire, this machlekes? we'll see in a minute. But khan is what's been Negeya to our discussion regarding Kedusha's Beisach Till now we've discussed shuls. So how, can you make a t'nai on a shul? Here the Debre is being mechadish that you don't have to give something that's the tsura of a shul who says, it, who says it has any Kedusha's Beisach to begin with? If you make a t'nai that this is not a shul, not what can I do in the shul, that's t'nai bavel. But if Mitchilai stipulate that this is not going to be a show, so then it never has the inclusion. but you can do whatever you want in it. Sure enough, Rav Moshe Feinstein was asked by the, I think by the, the Heimlitzer, or, 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 is the, the, I can't remember exactly. He was a Hasid, Hasid Rebbe. He wrote, I think, close to 15 volumes on McVoyce. It's called this, um, he wrote a saver called uh, Taras Yomtif. Fascinating, like, encyclopedia, like, each volume is this thick. When I went to it was just blown away. Um, and he was actually built, he started his chassidus in New York, or at some point they moved to New York in a neighborhood, which is not listed in the tshuva, but that was uh, self-understood that we're not going to be here for a long time. The Jews are moving out and we're going to move out eventually, but we're starting our show here. And the Rebbe was concerned at the get-go that if I eventually move out of town, move out of this neighborhood in New York, in Brooklyn, um, they're going to want to turn my base medrash into a base tifla, into a church, chas and how can I do that? There's an isser in that. So what he did was, to begin, he made this tonight, the Rechaim. He said, I'm not giving my kdush at all. I am not giving any kdush to this building. Four years later, sure enough, they moved out. And he went and asked for Feinstein, did I do the right thing? Did I do ready not giving Kedusha's basic nessus? And now that we're really t- ready to sell it, am I allowed to sell it to the church? Ramayisha Feinstein says, not only was it, was it is it okay that to tonight the Rechaim that you made, it's a mitzvah to make that tonight. Because since you anticipated that the eventual leave of your chasidus from this neighborhood, so you, it would have been a disgrace to have given a Kedusha's basic nessus to begin with, because it's not going to retain its Kedusha. And if anything, you can flip into a base Tifla. So therefore, that was the correct thing to do, said Ramesha. And he said, you're concerned about selling it. Don't worry. I, it's fine because you didn't give it any kdusha. The best thing would be is to sell it through a non-Jewish real estate agent. That's what he Ramesha writes there. Um, Ramesha does say one thing, which is important. He says, although you did the correct thing in that scenario, heavy idea, you should know that you were not mekayim the mitzvah asum li mikdash v'shalchanti Rav Moshe um, writes that there's a mitzvah to establish a shul. The Gemara talks about your, your koifin bnei ha'ir to build a shul. If there's no shul in town, you have ten people living in a city and there's no shul, you could force everybody a that they have to contribute to the to building to building a shul. So Rav says this mitzvah. Unfortunately, you're not mekayyim. Okay. So what about us, Orator Baltimore? Well, um, happens to be there are other shuls in town. Am I mechuyev? Is that halacha kaife, kaife, be kaife, all the residents, you know, within a thousand feet of our, of our, uh, two thousand feet of our vicinity um, to build a shul. So api halacha, I mean, I asked Rabbi Berger the Shaila, I wanted to hear his opinion about it. And uh, he said, no, pastors, you can't be for them because technically, even though you're a neighborhood and there's no shul in the immediate neighborhood, but Baltimore City has Baruch Hashem, many shuls. And therefore you're not you know, obligated to build a shul. And therefore, am I mevat al mitzvah mikdash? Pashtus not. So therefore, when I asked the right burger, I said, I, I had learned this again. I said, I said Rebbe, you tell me, this is what I, I propose. You know, we're having the shul here on Lightfoot. It's not a big building. You know, Bar Hashem, we'll be able to fit there in the beginning, but Bezer Hashem, we're going to grow out of it. Hopefully not too soon, because we still need to raise a lot more money and uh, <laughs> not ready for that yet. But, um, but when we grow out of it, we're, this building is not going to be the shul anymore. So he says, okay, so make a tznai bavol. That's why Berger tells me. He says, to make a tznai bavol. I said, but Rabbi, I said, if I make a tznai so what do you want? That the t'nai works. That, okay, we'll allow it you know, for things that we need. If we have to make a kiddush bar mitzvah, we'll allow it into the shul. I said, but what about, you know, they're gonna be like Mirta Shampirche groups. Hopefully, once COVID's over, we're gonna have kids running around the shoal. You know, sometimes we're gonna to wanna to host want host different a general meeting, a board meeting. You know, a general board like where do you do that? We don't have the facilities for that. We're gonna to wanna to do it in the biggest room of the building, and that's the shoal. So he said, "Aha!" So you so he says to me, he's like, okay, so you want to make the t'nai divchaim, right? I'm like, yes, that's what I want to do. So he said, Okay, so you make it t'nai devichaim. And uh, you're going to say, you're not going to give it any Kedushah's based Knesset. Now, there are some other Hasidah Shosfarim who say that if you make this night the Rechaim, now your tefillos are not going to be, you know, have the same Kedushah's based. you know, the, you don't have the Kedushah's Beisah Knesset to be Mali your tefillos up to Shemayim. Okay, listen, we do what we have to do. In this stage that we are in, I think number one is, okay, halavayah there, tefillos even with the Kedushah's go up. You know, we need a lot, we need, we need, you know, our kavana, unfortunately, the, the Mechaber already writes, we don't even do Tzfilas to Halavai, we should have kavana, but you should also realize something, and this, the Svarim write as well, is is that if you don't give it Kedush Beis I don't want to be, um, I don't want to, uh, to publicize this entirely, but hopefully the ulam the, the who's been in this year will respect what I'm about to say. There's no Isser, per se, of Sicha of betela now in a Ashok. There's an Isra in Shulchanah, right? We saw, you're not allowed to see chas chulen in a shul, you're not allowed to talk. The Shulchanah Kondosh, where he writes about talking in shul, divrei it's O'yem v'noira. It's very scary. So if you don't have, there's a to begin with. So then when you do talk and you do shmuz. So it's not, it's not the end of the world. It's 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 not, it's it's not a problem. There should still be covered because of the Sefer Torah. And, uh, you know, if especially the Shast is a different discussion. Shast Tfilah. But to be in a shul, the Archashokhan, for example, I can't remember, I don't think I mentioned this yet in this year. The Arach asks the question, how is it that the minning has become that people shmooze in the shul after davening? They're in a shul. Who gives them a the right to say, hey, no, how are you doing? How's your week? How are the kids? Who gives you a right to do that? You're in a basic Knesset. It's awesome that davening has become in a Beisach from the Gabor McGill. It says the Arach HaShulchan, big says the HaShulchan, because the, because people realize that they need, they come to show they need to say hello to everybody else, that's called t'fila. The same way that we saw the Shalom of Yusuf Dalad and Shulchan Aruch based on the Yishalmi, of La'abres Hashanah, when the Chalchama would go into the show they would have to bring food along with them, it's part of the Torech, Torech Beisach Nesses so therefore, it says the Aruch speaking, schmoozing in shul is a Torech. Now that I think can be debated, but Especially today, today, today's day and age, that, that is what we do. That's the minik. The minik is we, we, talk, we talk to each other. We, 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 we socialize in a show. So I think, I, I mean, I would be more comfortable with the terits to, to be miyash of that minik, is what Rabbi Yisha said, is that really we're anyways being samechana that, the or zarua. That you're allowed to do. That's not a bizoyan. That's not hitol v'schik Godel, It's not a tremendous pirzah. Uh, um, in the Kedusha, you're just talking, you're talking to your friend, you're being nice, you're being cordial. So that's not, I, I think that the Hagoy, Sashri and Rashi would consider that a legitimate tashmish, um, a legitimate use in a shul once you made it tonight. So maybe that's what people are saying. Um, but here, with the Debre Chayim is that even if you don't, and even if it's not just that, you really clean yourself out, you know, clean yourself out from any aviris of Sicha um, Batele, of, of and other Tashmishi is in a show. Would that be an issue with, I mean, if people were Mnadi for it to be a show? Ah, so this is a that's question the... that's raised, I think, by the, by the, I saw the asked this question. People give money to a show. And um, the question becomes, well, oh, wait a second, is this a show? Is this understood? Well, but the, we're going to see actually in the, in the Chuvuk coming up here, he's going to, he's going to touch on this. And, um, when people give money towards a shul, do they really expect it to have kiddushas beisaknesis? Or do they give money so that it should be used so that the kihila could in a place, a place to daven? What do people think when they give Do people even know these halachas? When people are donating to a shul, do they expect, wait a 2nd supposed to have kiddushas That's what I gave the money for. Or do you say, is that? No. They gave it for, so that there could be a shul functioning in this building. As you know, as the das, as the rabbanim think and collaborate here, and say, "Well, wait a second. What's the most effective way of of building a kehila? You know, if, if we don't allow certain tashmishim in this in this building, we won't be able to function properly. So that could basically say al das Kane. It was given. The money's given to the leadership to ensure that this kehila could thrive. That's what it's given for. You do it." You know, you give here's the money and, and 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 use it to build a kehilah. That's the purpose of it. So if it's if it's nisnadev al-Das, we're going to see a, a? It's a good question. If it is nisnadev al-Das, the leadership, like it is by a rebbe, as we're going to see. Um, but uh, I I don't think Reberger was comfortable assuming that it, that that it's fine. Okay, so here is now how does this play into this din Torah? Says the says the Yesh the name a delay din Even if we give it a din basis, even if we do give it a din kutus basicnesses, and we call Malcolm Since the building came. You know, into into uh, existence through the das of the Rebbe, so he could do whatever he wants with it. Kamavur b'shas, v'ra'ksha kosvu hapoyiskem kulam u'meivim avakin avram the dafker Reb Ashi shahayim meishl b'kedusha soy v'tayros al kol ilam Reb Ashi in the Gemara was able to make decisions about changing the shul. You know, renovating and 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 moving around dvarim b'kedusha. Oh, he says, If people give the money for a specific purpose, so then we don't have Rav Ashi anymore to make such decisions. And certainly if the B'nai Ha'ir are Moicha and they're 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 standing up, they're picketing and saying you can't do this mikomak and bekmays hamminik strictly speaking you wouldn't be allowed this rabbit about ram would not be allowed to change the show around but now according to this alakh mikomak and bekmays hamminik bisman has there now the have the minik has evolved shahad sadiq bainah bebay so imakum tfila ubayzvad the sadiq building his own home this makum tfila The hum manik habaysam address kuritsono and he's the one in charge of uh, dictating what goes where and when. You know, around, uh, he, he's, he's, he's running the show. So then, Everyone agrees that the, the building was built on his das. And he could change it however he wants. These are very um, early. In their times, they felt if we have leadership, we have a board. they can make that decision of what to do with the with the building. The tzaddik has he has the the right to to make decisions. Even if they give money to build the even if they give money to build the shul, nasnu become avur b'tshuva now. Um, it's not his money. He's using it for the purpose of the shul, and therefore, he when they give it to him, he's like the gabit stucka. They know. They say, "Here's the money. You do what you feel you need to do." And and that's why I'm saying is that a board is very similar to that shuvah of the maram Leblin, where manhiga hamadina, you know, can decide what they want to do with this with this money now. I, I will not hold back from you. I have not yet discussed with the board exactly this, 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 this sack that, 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 that I got from my burger. Um, but we will have that conversation. I see Yaakov and uh, Fivler on the call. And um, I think that, that, that that's the mahalach that we should go um, with our show, especially in, in this early stages. So what's the nafka here in this din tari? Either sets first of he's 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 setting up two them. If it has a cluchus based acnesis, he's in charge and he can move he can he can move um, move the parts around in the show. And if it doesn't have S then anyways he could do it. So um, what's the problem? The problem the problem is, as he's gonna get to, again, it's all like a the way that he wrote this juva. Vehine, Here it. Um sorry, skip the paragraph. Now there, he says, the minig is based on this yeshay that the tzaddik has the right to direct the funds to his liking. So the minig is koren, We sell the homes of tzaddikim together with the base medrish. When the tzaddik passes away, they sell it. We shagan base hamedrish hakadosh shall admar shall call yisrael. of Eli they sold Ramelech's house to Balabais. I guarantee you that that house today, if you'd put it on eBay, would go for way more than it did back then. But some random Balabas, simple Balabas, so he bought the house of the Neumelimelech, which had his base Mamish, It's like his mom. In, it doesn't have Kedusha's base HaKnesses, and therefore he could do whatever he wants. He wants to sell to somebody else, and afterwards he could. If they give it to him, and they say, you do whatever you want with it. And now that we've established this, Kedusha's Beis HaKnesses, now he's going back to the first point. Now that we've established that there is no Kedusha's Beis HaKnesses to these but Tzadikim, Imkein Yerusha Birishus kol so now going back to Dintairo, the these three sons are now come come into play. And you'll see many other examples, instances where the tzadikim, the rabbis, passed away, and their children divvied up the assets. And that's because it does not have a Kedusha's Space If it had a Kedusha's Space and the Tzadik would not have ju- jurisdiction over the assets, so then who are the Yerushim? The money is coming in from outside donations, from the members of the Hasidus and beyond. It's a din of a shul. It belongs to the city. It belongs to everybody, belongs to klal Yisrael. You have to sell that when you have a Kedusha's Beis and you sell a shul, that money needs to be used to build another base aknesis. You can't just use it to your own liking, and therefore there's no Din It belongs to Hekdish. So the Chediv Chaim had to first establish that this never had a Kedusha's Beisek And then he said, even if it did, it's still mammon of the Tzaddik because he's entitled to direct where the money should go. But certainly if it doesn't have Kedusha's Beisek it's mammon yarashim. And now we can dive into the Hilchus yerusha. What do you do if a Rebbe dies and he has these assets? How do you divide them up? Who has the rights to them? Is the next succeeding Rebbe, is he now in charge of all the funds? Does he like Yoyrish the money too? Well, it's not so simple. This is a very, very, unfortunately, because Rebbes make a lot of money. There's a a lot of money in their institutions, many of them, not all of them. And uh, whenever a Rebbe dies, there's always going to be another Rebbe. And he's going to want to use the money to his liking, but there may be other children who will say, wait a second, I have a Yerusha over here. So let's see what the Divrei Chaim said about this. kaimu kol Something that belongs to the father, that is becheskas it's, kol It's all within the chazak of all the children. Kol right? So long as there was never a legal... Division of the assets; it's everybody has this equal share. Only if one of them has a chazaka over the assets, so then we will maybe allot that chalik to him when we divide it. But if no one has a chazaka in a specific asset, so then all the assets have to be divided divided up equally. let's take a look over here. Which is there any one of the children here who can claim the base measures to be "quote unquote" their asset that they were his in? shama, All three brothers, Reb Avram, Reb Zanvil, and Reb Lezer, all Davin in the same base measure. Umash, he said, listen, to this is very interesting. Umash, Harav Hakadosh, Hayahamaneg shama, that which Reb Avram became the rebbe. He 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 filled his position. That's not called a chazaka over the base of medrash. Granted, if Rabbi Avram would have gone to visit Ger, they sure they would have put him up at the Mizrach. They would have given him a great grace of cover, a gevulik, a that doesn't give you a chazaka over the base medrash. So you get, you get shishi, right? Hasidim, they get shishi every week, the Rebbe. And you're the one who speaks at the Tishim, and you're the one who sits at the front, and you get all the kavit Khule. What makes you a machzik over this base medrash, over your brothers who are also davening there? So they're not getting the same covet as you. If you were in a different base medrash, you also get covered in gear But it doesn't mean that you become a maxak on the gear base medrash. If you're going to say, well, he, he there was a chazaka because he went ahead and did the renovations against the will of his, his brothers. So there's a chazaka. Al miche harav Reb Zanvil. Reb was extremely infuriated when he did that. What could done, It's a chazaka and there's macho. us not called a chazaka if there's a macho. The Harav, my Reina Rabbelezer, the youngest brother, who was also tzaddik, loy us. He wasn't even in town when you did the renovation. And we know when he heard about it, he was meicha. So what are you going to say? though, he did write a shtar giving his portion. To his older brother Abavram. Ain't a club. That's nothing. Mishum she'ein Kosov boy. It's lacking a critical criteria in Shtare Matana, which needs or necessitates here. Take a look at Aruch over here. Let me share the screen. This Shochnarch, this is Simon Reshman Base. Says here kol matana, Anytime that you give a matana to somebody, a big gift, so you want to write a star contract, it needs to be exposed, it needs to be publicized. Certainly, if he told the Adam, you know, I'm giving this gift to my son, don't tell anybody about it. That doesn't work. He tells the Adam, Go write a shtar matana to my child. Ain't a klum. That shtar has no weight in court. Now, later on, the Shulchan Aruch says that, look down at the bottom, That's not the case if someone just says it, you know, go write a shtar. So therefore, nowadays, all shtar matana have this clause included that it should be kisvua b'shukah. And that's what, if you look back here and say Gimel, it has to say in the Shtar, Ellen Kane amar kisvua b'shukah, v'chasmah it's a language which says, publicize this Matana. This Matana should be known, known to everybody. Everybody should be, have access to this information. If it's a hidden gift, if it's a quiet gift that doesn't count, there is no claim to it. And that's what the Shulchan Aruch continues. kol Matana, Boy. If you have a shnai that does not have this language in it, it's not a good matana. Even if they're a Kenyan, that's not a matana. You have no star. You have no claim in court. Um, so going back here to the Devei so he says here, when Reb Lazer, the youngest brother, gave over his portion, his chalik of the base matters to his older brother Avram, and he gave Rodin a star, it didn't say in that star, so it's lacking that clause, the technicality. They caught him on a technicality. He says, says um, as long as we know that it was. Again, Sif Hey says you don't have to write kisvu Bishuka nowadays. Yeah, but it's clear he said I don't want this really to happen. He even wrote a Star ma'ida saying I'm doing this is going against my will. I don't really want this shtar matana. So if he certainly didn't write kisvu beshukka, it's not a good shtar. Mashma Haida, when he writes in this in this contract, I gave my portion of the basement letters to my brother, which sounds like an admittance. Lo mahani. that doesn't either help. The even if it's true, Kenyan gamer, like we just Even if you make a Kenyan on this Matana, if you did not write in the contract, I'm giving this Matana that it should be publicized, it doesn't work. For people who know anything about Mishma, it, it does not count whatsoever. That extra piece of paper that Reblazer signed and said, I'm not really interested in this um, acquisition. Now, this part of the chuva is Nageya, as we're going to see in a second. He said, "Therefore, all the brothers now have a right, have a claim in this Davenstib, which means a davening home. Davening home. Why didn't he say "shul? Look what he says next. Ukrea's Davenstib,ch, the fact that we call this a davenstib proves, the that this building never had to do basenessis, because guess what you guys call it. You don't call it a baseachnessis. You call it a Davinshteb, a Daven home. Rak It was only built at on the onset. It was built for your own personal use. It's called a house. It's called a home. That's why they call it a Daven Stib, because they happen to also Daven there. amitim. Anyways, I don't have to bring you a raya from what the name is, because I anyways prove that they don't have any Kedushas-based Aknesis, but this should at least also supply us with a, 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 a belief that it doesn't have Kedushas-based Aknesis. Now, he says here, skip the next paragraph, La um, I was talking about the sukkah and the other locations in the house, if that's considered chazaka, and he's not convinced. Turn to the next page. Look what he says here, top paragraph. He says, The oldest brother, the second threatened Rebbe. The money that he spent on this renovation, He didn't really have the permission of the younger brothers. The younger brothers don't have to chip in. The younger brothers don't have to chip in. Um, he did it, um, sorry, excuse me, way around, or Bavram, who did it, Shaloi Birishos. Let's say somebody goes over to your house, literally over to your house. And, uh, without, you know, you're at work in the middle of the day and they plant a tree in your front lawn and you come and you're like, what in the world is this tree doing here? And, uh, the tree continues to grow. You don't hire a gardener to uproot it. So now the person comes and he says, you know, I planted that tree in your house. Can you please pay me for that tree? Like, what you want me to pay you for the tree? You came into my property. I didn't ask for this tree. So there's a whole sugi about being Yortsha where you do have to pay. But the question is, is how much do you have to pay? There's there's you can pay for the saw, you know, the, the 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 money that it cost to plant the tree, because now you've gained, but there's also shevach let's say your property has gone up in value because of this tree. So you only have to pay him the lesser of the two values because he was Shaloi Bereshus. So here, with in regarding to this shul, Rebbe V'Ram is like the one who's coming and he's planting a tree, you know, so to speak. He's expanding the base madrish. It was sheloiberishus ha'achim. The brothers did not permit. They did not. They did not allow such an extension. Nevertheless, the brothers are gaining from this. So, how much do they have to pay? So, they don't have to pay the Shevach, they can pay the al meaning yad al Betachtoina, which means that they only have to pay the lesser of the two values. I meaning, even if the property of the Shul goes up in $30,000, but the renovations only cost $10,000, they only have to contribute to the $10,000. Okay. So another claim that the Yorshim of the two younger brothers are saying is that how did you have a right to even use the money of the Shul to make it to to build to make the renovation to make the expansion? That money belonged to the Zayde. We all have an equal share in that money. So says the Dibre Chaim. You have to split it. It, do, it does get split down the middle. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on all these sugars. All the donations are split equally. Since everyone referred to us as Rabbah Brom Stiebel, so the Ram lechud, And therefore, maybe it's not split equally because when they gave the money, they donated the money, they knew they're giving it to the Rebbe, which is their older brother. So maybe so the, so the Divrichim is uncertain about it. However, he says, if you want to extract money from Rabavram, you have to come up with a Raya The bottom line is the the shul the shul the asset of the shul belongs to everybody they are the initial owners and therefore when you're a marakama and someone's meitzim so now you are the one who's the mukszak meaning to say Rabbi Vram, he's extracting money out of you he's doing he he's he's uh i mean he's your Shalai Bereshos, but he you guys are are essentially the initial owners of this property and therefore, um, yeah, he owes you money. Um, don't get into the Rajah, that's complicated. Um, the next paragraph is what about the metalthaline, the extras, the um, the mobile um, uh, assets. So that he says, uh, Rabbi Avram's children don't have to pay for that. Um, but now I, what I want to spend time the last 10 minutes here is on, skip that paragraph. Look at this paragraph of Al-Dvar Yerushas This is very fascinating. Let's go back to this question. Reb wanted to be the next Rebbe, especially once he saw Reb Avram die and he handed over to his son-in-law, Reb Uri. He said, who are you? you know, you're know, you not even a blood relative. So how do you manage that? says the Divir Chaim, Al-Dvar Yerushas Hine, B'mechilas Koy Torahs haboyrim harabanim. With all due respect, v'chi rabane hachasidim shlitusam b'toyras mishre. Is a rebbe a you know an officer? I Meaning, does he is he hold office? K'may rav shebenoy koydim haloyedua shehakadosh Rabbi Avram ve'avav hakadosh Rabbi Yehuda Tzvi zechanal bracha. They weren't Rabbonim. And it sounds like in rabbonis there is a concept of handing it over to your next son. When it comes to rebbes Rebes work different than literature Rabbonim. By rebbes you deserve to be a rebbe when you're a Kaddish. Because they're so Kaddish and such God-fearing individuals, people are attracted to them. People listen to them they follow them israel they gave them donations and their honor let there be more such great tzaddikim. these rabbis had ruach hakodesh. This is coming from the different Chaim. The different Chaim says this. They have ruach hakodesh. They people asked them for etza utfilasam Bikdusha asupri. When they daven, when they spoke Bikdusha, it produced. When you're a litvish rav, you don't have to, you know, answer and perform nisa. That's only if you're a rabbi. So, a, a, a Rav can pass down his mishra, his position to his child. But a Rebbe, you, you got to be able to perform. If he can't do it, it doesn't work. You can't pass on your Ruach hakodesh to your child if your child is not worthy of it. You're going to give your, okay, my next son, he's going to be the next Rebbe. How do you know his tefillahs are going to work? Says the Rebbechaim, it doesn't make any sense to 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 start the conversation that there should be a concept of Yerusha by the Rebbe. Well, what? What do you do with Rambam? What? What do with Rambam? Rambam yeah, they take a look at the the Orach Chayim and on that Rambam. Says that continues the Rebbechaim. V'hinei matzino lemoifes kegoyin harav hakolish ish alekim rash bahag. All right, Rashkabahag stands for Rosh Shabagoila, right? What is it? Say? Um, nope. Roshkabahag is Rosh Shal B'nei Hagoila. That's what it stands for. The head of all the diaspora was who? Rav Doiv Ber Mimesrich, the Magad Mimesrich, Tom of the Bal Look at him. He was a pretty holy rabbi. Hisher Hagedula, where did he pass on his mantle? With Talmudov. Harava kodof meben bar- and calls me Bardichev. The Bardichev rebbe took it over not the 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 the, the Maganim son um the Or Hamayer zikhon livracha. It's the other time the Or Na'im. Vechein rab oy habal shamtay zikhon livracha the Rebbe of the Maganim Mizrich what did he do with his position he niach hamishah zela tamid of Lo lebno Hashem. We know Rabbi, the Baal Shem Tov had a son too. He writes letters to his son, who was also a very holy person. But guess what? The Baal Shem Tov did not give his son his position. The Noam Elimelech had pretty holy children too. There is no such concept as Yerusha in Chasidus. Only what he does, his deeds, that's what dictates who's going to be the next rabbit. Now it's interesting in Sans Kloisaberg, there is a, uh, I mean, at least the most immediate ones that I know, the Kloisaberg rabbi gave over the rabbit to his son. Maybe people wanted him to be, I don't know. But definitely, you have lots of achleikis and other Hasidic sects. Doesn't seem to follow this. I mean, I don't know if they they have such Talmudim like they used to. Maybe it's like who's going to be the next person? I okay, pick a son. I don't know how it works. But the Dibre Chaim is pretty adamant that when it comes to Hasidus, it does not go to the next child. Who should stand? You know, at the front. That's uh it's up to big people to make that decision. This entire tshuva is just what appears to me, you know, to my humble opinion. We don't have the ability, Bizmanazabini as he says, to really figure out who's really in the right. It says yeah, It's not really the basic, I couldn't find it today. Some say it's the tour. Um, not clear exactly who he's quoting, but it's apparently a Yerushalmi, which says that we don't, in the times of Yerushalmi already, Dine Mamanus is very difficult. It's very, very difficult. Many, many halachas. Um, and says, I'm not confident. I'm not, I don't have the shoulders to really paskin this, you know, and therefore, so what do we do in such situations? this building, It should continue into the family of Rabavram. Now I never heard about it. I guess it was gone. has gone. I'm just saying because I'm an enikel. I never got any money from that. I you know, you should give, the, the, the children of Avraham should give over the, you know, give some, uh, appease the families of the younger brothers. So who's going to be the next Rebbe? Reb Uri, the son-in-law of Avraham? That is lefishe hador hasmuchim. That's up to the tzaddikei hador. Whoever the greats of the generation, whoever's living in that neighborhood, whoever could determine who's the next Rebbe, you know, I can't make that call. You can't make that call. It's not something that you can inherit. It's something that has to be agreed upon by G'doylim, who feel that this person has whatever degree of Ruach HaKodesh, slash Eitzah, Toivah, all of the above, you know, Tfilas, Mekubolis, that's something that's not inherited, but rather um, earned. So that could be why okay. in the mirror, the the Steinman, that's how appointed Rav Remember, that was his oh, really? name. A, I mean, I mean, maybe it applies to yeshivas too. Yeah. Yeah, there's a discussion about yeshivas as well. Now, um, the Aruch that I mentioned before, he holds it even in Rambanus. There's no such thing as Yerusha. The Rambam talks about Kahuna kind of, kind of, I think the one that, uh, and Malachim. Anybody, right, right. It's really there's a Safri. There's a Safri, I think it's in Pajazray. That or uh, Shaifdan. That that that, sound, that sounds like that. And the question is is that how do Rebbez Bismanazeh or Rabban get around that? Because there are conflicting um, r- reports about this. And the Arkansas is addressing this exact issue because he felt that the same things, you know, by 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 Malachim is all the same. Um, that it does not go, so, um, by, excuse me, my, by Kuna Gedolet goes, it goes to uh, Golda Meachem if he deserves it. Um, but by, by Maluchan, he says by Hasidus and Torah, there's no such thing as Yerusha, you know, and, uh, you have to deserve it. You have to earn your stripes. I mean, the Ramazadeh, the Ramazadeh, it goes to the one that has to be the hero, but not the Khachmah. Okay. Yeah, there has to be, uh. So analogs that's a, is, so it's a big the question. Is, a big the son law is not related at all. I mean shouldn't like even if it's this not this kid shouldn't go to a different kid? Like does it have to be a biological relative? Well Redivir is saying it doesn't have to go to any relative. Rib or he's not claiming that he, he he that he deserves it mitzad Yerusha. I think it was Rib who is who was claiming that he deserves it Mitzad Yerusha, to which the Divir Chaim saying is I like, know you don't so they could pick they be they could be Exactly. An you... Exactly. He's that and and the not saying necessarily the son-in-law deserves it. I'm not saying that's he He's saying that that's that's gotta be a decision that's made by the Gdailim, you know. Like you're saying, Michael, that, that maybe you have to go to an outside source to determine who's gonna be in the next Shiva. That's uh that's the story. So that I think concludes I think we did uh You can call the name of the show like Shlomo Karbach House of Prayer. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's a Davin shtib, yeah. That's right. That's where he got it from, I'm sure now. Yeah. It'll well, be that's motivated. why they call it a shtibel. That's why it's called that's a right. shtibel. Hasidim called the a shtibel because it was in the house. That's what it was. Some of it, it still is like that. I grew up in Toronto, down the street from me, there was a chasidish, I don't call him a rabbit, but he had his own basement in his basement. And uh, that's how he feared ice. That was his shul in his basement. You have that a lot. Okay, any questions? Shagayach. Shagayach, everyone. Good to know.